Hi, it's Sib. Welcome to my Artist Talk series, where I host contemporary photographers, bookmakers, and filmmakers to be in conversation on creative practice. I also speak with curators, publishers, and people who run arts organizations, all those who support and amplify visual culture. We focus on ideas, challenges, and resources. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome, Matt. Thank you so much for being part of my Artist Talk series. You are actually, and you had no idea, but you are part of my life all of August and mostly on a beach. Not that most people would read your book on a beach, but I did. And hilariously, I didn't allow myself. The graphics were really beautiful and and I didn't allow myself to underline, but I wrote copious notes that I can show you because we're on Zoom that are so hard to read right now because I would shove them in the page. And then it was funny, but I looked and I started under, underlining on page 105 because I just was like, okay, enough. And then I wrote on all your extra pages, which I've learned to do, I start to do this index when I'm reading because it either makes me want to ask a question or grab a quote or find something I might want to research. So it was actually something I learned from, um, I think a Brene Brown uh, podcast that she reads a book with an index. So mm. I have used your pages to do just that. This last part are my quotes and these kinds of things, questions. <laughs> and, and so it's very well worn. And I actually went through the entire glossary or not glossary, but your resources. I can't believe what you put together in terms of your references and underlined all those. So welcome. The long and short of it is this is your PhD thesis, correct? Yeah, it, it sort of, it, it came out of my PhD thesis. I, I was keen to, to try and make something that, um, that built on the kind of the rigor of the PhD, mm -hmm. but also was much more, um, I hope, engaging, welcoming than, than a traditional PhD by thesis. And <laughs> it, it also gave me the opportunity because it sort of um, was a little bit after the, the PhD mm -hmm. to think about the things that I, I kind of knew I just didn't have time for or the space for in the PhD. Uh, mm. A few more conversations went into this this book as well. So, um, yeah, uh, an, an updated um, uh, sort of development, let's say, I think, of the PhD, but absolutely based on, on much of that research. Yeah. Yeah. So basically your thesis, which you had to keep your focus on, uh, gave you a whole host of further research or further questioning. And then frankly, it sounds like once you stop writing your thesis, you can actually think again in a, in a different expansive yeah. way. Yeah. 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 Very, very much so. And, and actually it also meant going back to some of those questions that I had as I entered the, the PhD process that mm -hmm. again, just sort of, you know, the, the nature of it, and how sort of how thorough and how precise you're often required to be mean that some of these questions just they can't get dealt with adequately. Mm -hmm. 
uh, mm-hmm. but they were always there. They've, they've always been there. It's, it's why I started a process like that. So yeah, a great opportunity to go back to some of those things. Um, and actually also I, I worked with my, um, my lead supervisor, who is the editor of this, this mm-hmm. publication. So it was really nice to continue those critical conversations, um, thinking much, much more, um, and no surprise given the content of the book about the audience and about who was going to be mm-hmm. reading it because this was being produced for for makers for researchers for students really the thesis you know let's be frank mm-hmm. they're often written for, for the examiners mm-hmm. you know they're written for or, or quite a particular academic community so mm-hmm. yeah so that was a great opportunity really great opportunity but it turns into a fabulous resource. As soon as I saw it, I, I had to have it. And then as I devoured it, I was like, I have got to talk to this person because what happens is I, um, you know, I feel like I've met a kindred spirit that has the same obsession with uh, photo books as I do, but you have the rigor of your PhD gave you this critical framework that uh, and almost a facility with both the history and the intention, how it's landing, what's the landscape. Um, and it seems to me that originally, um, I tell me if I'm wrong, but that you almost bumped up against the knowledge that there's a restrictive discourse that is not helping us. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I'd say that's definitely that's definitely true. It's it's really why I started. If we go back even before the PhD, I started a project called the Photo Book Club, mm-hmm. um, and and that was designed really because I I felt as though there was an emerging um, interest in the photo book, which I think we were all seeing, but there mm-hmm. weren't many opportunities for for people to openly discuss the photo book. It felt as though um, a lot mm. of the conversations about what's good and what isn't were kind of had it almost felt like they'd happened and they were closed off um, mm-hmm. so that's that's why I started started that and that that led me into thinking a bit more about the sort of people that were coming to these events that I was running mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sort of books that we were being produced um who the audience for these books were and yeah absolutely that uh, you know I think my main criticism really of the photo book ecology that formed in in the post-millennium is that it is I mean, it's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. And it's it's incredibly supportive. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think it absolutely is quite restrictive. It's it's concerned often. And I think this is changing, but often with itself mm-hmm. um, and often with this idea of sort of legitimizing the photo book as an artistic medium, mm-hmm. which was, you know, I, I think was was vital and, and has has absolutely meant some wonderful things have happened. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a point at which we we maybe need to turn away from that or or invite other conversations in which think about okay now now we recognize that this is a, a conversation to be had now we recognize this medium is is significant and has artistic merit um what now where do we go now you know is it just for us that that feels unfair mm-hmm. um, the photo book mm-hmm. is such a wonderful thing yes. let's let's you know let's unleash some of its potential mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I was going to ask, um, and you've already answered it, (laughs) that um, we have been in somewhat of an echo chamber, Mm. right? We're the ones buying it and talking about it, but we're also not 
analyzing our discourse or the actual medium. Yeah, I, I think certainly that's the case. And, and that really, I guess I was having some of those kind of thoughts, but, but it was really a conversation with Leslie Martin at Aperture that, that sort mm-hmm. of really crystallized it for me. And she talked about this idea of, of she calls it spiraling sophistication. And that because we're remaining, you know, we're, we're photo book makers are buying books. The people buying books are making books. And we have this sort of circle mm-hmm. and because of that. And because of all the su- support that's quite insular, mm-hmm. these things get more and more sophisticated. There are more and more sort of intertextual references and, and interests in different binding and printing and things like this. And that that drives up the sophistication. And, and one could argue it drives up the sort of artistic merit of these books, perhaps. But at the same time, it makes it harder and harder for people outside of our uh, space to, to actually engage with these things because they use a, you know, they use a particular language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I say at one point in the book, book about how, you know, photography is seen as something which is, is really pretty accessible mm-hmm. and, and, and well known. Uh, and most people use it in some form or another. Likewise, the book is, is a pretty open technology. But we've, funny enough, we've, we've taken these two things that are, that are um, really quite accessible uh, mm-hmm. and, and quite well understood. And we've created something which is, seems at times to be impenetrable to mm. people who aren't in, in our conversations. Mm-hmm. It, not always, but, but sometimes. Absolutely. It's so interesting. I think you bring up the term um, democratic that we're coming from two democratic places of, of you know, the visual language of photography and the accessibility of a book. And all of a sudden we're making it this elitist experience that it reminds me of when we, you, we've had definitely the waves when you would walk into a um, exhibition or museum show and basically I would say, okay, pull out my thesaurus. Like I'm going to be getting a very heavy hitting, uh, not quite sure what every word is in this description, you know, rather than something accessible. I mean, I think we're coming away from that on that level, but very interesting. I like the term spiraling sophistication. Very, very interesting how it's evolved. And I wondered your photo book club, if that began where it began in your etiology. So you did that before the PhD. Yeah, that started in 2009. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and I started the PhD in 2014. Um, Yeah, so the 2014 was sort of the height of the photo book club, which is which is sort of slowed a little bit since. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at its peak, there were around sort of 45 of these communities around the world who were meeting Mm -hmm. to discuss books. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly there's a few direct connections between the PhD and the book club, but also there's a you know my interest in reading has come predominantly from from going to events, from organising events, and seeing and hearing how people read, mm-hmm. um, just how varied it is and how unknown and significant it, it is. So yeah, there's a, there's a strong connection between the between the two. Well, I I, I have struggled with how to frame our conversation for two reasons. (laughs) Um, One, they're always unscripted, but the fact is I almost wanted you to walk me through your book because Mm -hmm. it was, it was deep. I'm trying to think of because I want to say neither of which are a criticism, but dense 
I just felt there was so much. So obviously for you to deliver it to us and you did graphically, you really, in terms of approaching your reader, you gave us so many entry points. I really thank you for that. I went back to the graphics and they're, they're engaging visually, aesthetically, and then they do hold the frame because basically you really are layering a matrix that has concepts layered on concepts. And then you're bringing in resources of people also in the discourse of those concepts. So trying to keep all of that, um, you know, it's your book is the kind that I read and thought, okay, I'm going to turn around and read it again, because now I, I've gotten layers, but I know there are more and I want to get them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I can't make my artist talk you walking me through. Um, then I was trying to think about how the etiology, like, I love how you broke down the book. And, and of course, I wanted to give people that sense of how you did build that matrix. But then you have so many resources that came out of this. And last, you gave us eight ways to think about reading. Mm -hmm. So, so either we're going to have to have like part one and part two, or I, I was like, okay, how do we, how do we break it down? Um, because there's a lot of layers and I think it's really interesting. Um, some of the shorthand that I came up with is that I think you started, well, first of all, you described or defined a photo book. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that the original definition being a bound work with photography as its primary content um, starts us. But by the time you walk us through the book, I think it's your quote where you want the definition to include a point of chronology of communication. Mm -hmm. And that's a very different, that's not a closed book, mm -hmm. pun intended, right? That's an open-ended experience. Yeah. I, and, and really the, the, the concept of, of the book in the first place was really to have a, a conversation with, with people. Mm -hmm. So, um, so this idea of sort of starting with the definition was one that we sort of toyed with quite a bit because there is a lot of discussion around what the photo book is. Uh, and there are people who have done a much, much better job of it than I have. I, I tried to keep it short and wanted to keep it as open as possible mm -hmm. so that I wasn't already restricting a conversation. Mm -hmm. um so the i yeah the idea certainly was to keep it as open as possible and then um when i when i come to look at intent a little mm -hmm. bit later on to mm -hmm. use that as a way of maybe bringing a little bit of precision mm -hmm. but uh, a precision uh, you know a precision of purpose a precision of you know why it is mm -hmm. that we publish which which really felt to me as though this was a discussion that we we weren't often having and i mm -hmm. think partly it's a symptom of the fact that the photo book you know, I, I talk about the photo book as coming from a few different lineages. I talk about the artist book. I talk about the photo essay and I talk mm -hmm. about the photographic book. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if we ask a lot of people today what the photo book is, I, I think it has come to mean to, to an extent the artist book. 
You know, that, mm-hmm. that is most commonly what we see. And if we think about the awards, I think we're most commonly seeing kind of artist book style photo mm-hmm. books and perhaps the photo essay photo book. Mm-hmm. And what I term to be the photographic book, um, the lineage of the photographic book, which comes um, uh, more from the sort of idea of a collection, mm-hmm. has sort of been lowered in the hierarchy of the contemporary photo book. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I use I use the sort of section on intent to to try and open us up to some new discussions around mm-hmm. around what we're doing, why we're doing it, which then leads into thinking about about reading and so on. So, really, the the, the the structure, the sort of the, the pull through the book, if you like, is I, I was sort of thinking, I know what I need to get to. You know, I, <laughs> I know that I'm going to be proposing this, this sort of framework, and especially considering it came from the PhD, I kind of know what, I, what the, the, the fundamental argument is. How do I get there? Well, I've got to do this before I do this. I've got to do this before, you know, I've got, I've got to make sure. And, and in many ways, thinking in the same way as I proposed the framework, which really thinks about the reader, right? I've got to get here. So I need to lay the groundwork, which is why after the definition, um, I look at the post-digital uh, and post-photographic yes. landscape, because I think it's, you know, it, it, it's fundamental to understand uh, the situation that we're in, the type mm-hmm. of books that we're seeing, mm-hmm. why we want to be making books. It is far from the only way of, of locating this phenomenon of the contemporary photo book. But for me, it's one of the most significant and it's the one that's been, I I believe most overlooked. Yeah, actually, um, I've got to go back to where I wrote my notes because I tried to make my own graphic, which is hilarious because when I was just, when I was at that point, it was hybridization, disenchantment, grounding and code revelation. And this is my attempt to start trying to think about what you're asking us to think about. But I was so excited that you were giving us that categorization, frankly. Very, very helpful. Yeah. And, and this, this, you know, I, I wrote down a minute ago when you sort of on the, on the previous question, this idea of yeah. it sort of being quite, quite dense and quite, you know, there, there is a lot there yeah. and, and that comes to, 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 I suppose I would term it a responsibility. I, I felt as though I had a responsibility that if, if I was going to be positioning the book in a particular way, mm-hmm. if I was going to be asking people to think in a particular way, it's responsible of me to, to first of all, sort of sh- share the, you know, where it all comes from, of mm-hmm. course, but th- that's sort of fairly standard in academic practice, but also to think, I hope there are going to be other people who take this forward. Mm. And, you know, because I felt as though that the sections that I looked at, I, I you know, and, and again, sort of nature of a PhD, I suppose, were gaps in research, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I can fill the gap or, or attempt to fill the gap a little bit. But I thought what was much more interesting was to fill the gap and then provide people with spaces to start from, should they wish to. Uh, and people mm-hmm. may not wish to start from places that I found particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that responsibility to, to provide those resources at the end of, of the book, but also the notes at the end of each chapter, which are, yes. you know, which I know are, it, they're unusual to, to have in this format. Um, and also the the use of the side notes as opposed to the footnotes, that it can be sort of ex- a bit more conversational. Uh, frankly, I could have thanked you from my, my 
beach chair because you didn't make me go back and forth to the end of a chapter and look at the, you were right there. And then I really appreciated the, the, it's like, because it is a call and response, right? When you're writing it and then you give that other information and you have to go back, it's, it was very helpful having it that way. So I really appreciated it. Um, it also layered how um, I could take your matrix and make it one that I could go revisit, mm -hmm. right? Um, I have so many resources that have so, I mean, I could probably have a month looking through all the things that you let me know were out there that I didn't know about. Um, uh, there's just so many there. Um, I didn't know about the photo book sessions conference. Mm -hmm. Who's the auspice? Who's support? Who? So photo book sessions is is between uh, now Duncan Woolridge, I think, did the mm -hmm. last one with David Solo, and it is connected with uh, who is it connected with? It, is it, is it connected? I know Loose Joints was in there. Loose Joints were there. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's possibly a center for book arts thing. That mm -hmm. may be wrong. Um, it's one of. I mean, what I what I've found since since the publication is you know, there's, there's still, there's a lot that I didn't know about. You know, there are, I, I feel like I'm pretty well plugged into this, uh, to this thing, the photo book. I'm, I'm, I've missed stuff. There is stuff out there that I haven't seen. There's stuff out there that I'm just finding out about, especially stuff that isn't in English language that I'm sort of translating. And mm -hmm. that there's a, there's a lot. So although I've, I feel like I've done a, a pretty good job of, of linking to this stuff, there's still so much more. Um, and I think what I was, keen to do with the resources in particular is try and uh try and sort of highlight some places that are, don't typically come up in photo book mm. conversations mm -hmm. it, it may be that they're related more to the artist book it may be that it's sort of political critique um but yeah places that people may not ordinarily go to beyond the photo book review you know beyond these sort yes. of quite uh, and which is wonderful but you yeah. know barely well known Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Right. And, and, and how deep that is, um, the content machine, mm -hmm. that was new to me. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's new to, to, to most people. Um, yeah. Michael Baskar's book, the content machine, which I just, it, you know, one of those moments where you read something and you sort of think, wow, this, this, this puts everything, you know, it gives me a lens through yes. which to, to not only to understand something, but also to hopefully explain something. Um, I just found it wonderful. And it's, it's a, quite a complex book, but actually mm -hmm. the, the sort of, it, when you boil it down to these particular kind of terms and this particular description of a, a theory of publishing, it's, it's fairly straightforward. Absolutely. And I think people can sort of see it and think, ah, yeah, that's, you know, that's an interesting way of looking at this, at this process. Yeah. Yeah. I, I boiled it down because that's how I was trying to, to, to give myself touch points to go back to. And for that, I had the filtering, framing, amplification. And again, it's the language to be able to consider. It's interesting, right? It's not only ideas, it's actually dynamics. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, and I feel that often in my work, right? You are trying to pin down a moving thing 
and you just got to get in there and, and, and ride along. But that was very, very helpful. Um, I had to laugh because I've actually done an exhibition called the rhizome remains. So I am a massive <laughs> rhizomatic thinker. So I was happy to see that in your book. So tell me how that fits for you. I would, it, um, it's really taking the idea of uh, publishing as making public rather than a mm. concentration on the public on the publication um so so thinking about anything we really we want to sort of convey uh, a, as a strand as an idea that can pop up in different places with different different geysers um mm -hmm. so you know we, we might think of a a, a a big sort of publication launch which goes with the publication itself but also possibly is returned to x number of months or years later for a dedicated conversation follow-ups, alternative um, publication versions, uh, posters, um, sets of questions, you know, th this sort of thing. So it's, yeah, it's really designed to sort of um, uh, recognize that for, and not for all, but for many photo books, this way of, of thinking into the future yes. and, and stretching out publishing, I think is much, much more exciting and ultimately mm -hmm. meaningful Mm -hmm. than concentrating on here's the launch here the, here are the reviews on to the next thing so interesting because honestly you're making my head pop as I write this because what you're talking about uh it's really a post-colonial way of dealing with the art form um and this concept that again, for me, it goes back to the rhizomatic, that there isn't a good, better, best, mm. that our strength is in all of the ideas. Um, and I love how you're using the rhizomatic thinking as that concept of the rhizome, the strands pop up in different places, and then the intersections with what that is talking about or where it I'm thinking more sprouts than lands, but wherever that is, is a very rich place. Mm -hmm. um, and that's so much more expansive. And that is a very different way of thinking than the ownership and the, and the, this is my body of work, my way of thinking. And it, it elevates the person mm -hmm. on a level that doesn't bring along the power of really what the medium has definitely i think that way of that way of framing it is really nice that it yeah it becomes about the person it becomes about the product and and you know does doesn't really allow for for um i don't think it really allows for conversation mm -hmm. you know it, it, it's mm -hmm. sort of it's out into the world and and yes. you know we'll, we'll see what comes back from it which is you know which I, I think for so many books that that can really speak to people about you know important matters, I, yes. I think is lazy. Um, now I, sh I should say though that I, I recognise, and this is something you know that can't really be covered in the book fully, but there are so many powers at play here mm -hmm. that prohibit that sort of way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I think you know one of them of course is is funding you know yep. we, we have yep. to talk about money at some Economic. point because mm -hmm. you know th this is um mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. often you know it, it's although the photo book may not make someone money directly it can mm-hmm. be important for their career correct and so often sort of moving on to the next thing is is the next logical um, um thing to do so we have to we have to address money but you know even if the a, a photographer who is let's be honest probably paying to have a book made that mm-hmm. is very very common mm-hmm. let's yep. say ten thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. you know if three thousand dollars were put to one side for for something else to happen mm-hmm. in two years time um it, just that alone i think is is already a really really positive step uh, and recognizes that these things you know books go out and and they don't become invisible but they often need help mm-hmm. um you know they they, mm-hmm. they might need revitalizing or repositioning things things change and we have this concept of the book as sort of as going to the people this you know el lazitsky talks about you know the music stand still the book goes to the people but it, it doesn't go to the people mm-hmm. we help it get places um mm-hmm. but it, it all needs action so i think putting energy aside putting money aside to, to help that in the in the future whether that's two months down the line whether it's three years ten years could be could be good i mean if we think about the the books let's just take 2010 i'm sure there are many many books there that are are ripe for Yes. for rethinking for yeah. maybe for republishing maybe just for for new conversations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely so interesting because what I heard um I knew I was excited by some of the um premises that you put forward and the ways in which you made me question um what ends up happening I think is the rather than the open discussion, which is what you're talking about, or even the vibrancy of a book. Like it, it is like, I often think about it and talk about it with people that have made books that I love. Each time you go to a book, A, there's things that are different there. You're different. It's like a, it, it's something that keeps growing is what I'm trying to say. Um, and what I feel like you are talking about is how often without really being conscious or super directive. I mean, I think, I think again, the economy has to come into it and many things about the ecology, but what happens is we put a lid on it. We put an opinion on it. We put, uh, a, a stamp of approval on it. And that does such a disservice when there are so many to actually, you know, need their time, need their space, need their public engagement. Um, yeah, it's almost now you're making me think it's like a stewardship that mm-hmm. we're looking for, right? Yeah. 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 And, um, Natasha Christie, uh, you know, another, another moment in working towards the book. And in fact, I only I, I knew Natasha before, but really had this conversation with her in working up to the book after the, the PhD. Um, I think her her writing on the potentiality of the photo book is is absolutely fantastic, uh, must read. And she talks about in in our conversation, um, she talked about the fact that she thinks you know we'll look back in a hundred years time, or people will look back in a hundred years time, and realize that actually some of the the most important things, important books of this time, will have will have been very silent and will have sort of, you know, 
things will have gradually happened rather than those big hits, you know, rather than something that's won the Aperture mm-hmm. um, Parry Photo Prize. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be something else that in a mm-hmm. quiet way has has mm-hmm. has done its job. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things I, I was looking just, um, of course, the, the shortlist wasn't released too long ago, was it? The Aperture mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just reminded about a me month. Of, um, you know, when they when they announced the winners and the text that accompanies it, um they often have a sort of a little description and they have something from one of the jurors and i always wonder how interesting it would be if if that competition was reflected price reflected distribution methods reflected Mm. accompanying events and saw and saw publishing as a whole not Mm. as a not as a product Mm -hmm. um and that would be of course very difficult to to judge you know in that year itself but maybe every five years that would be mm-hmm. you know that that would be worth looking at but of course we're you know as a, as a community of practitioners we're often interested in the new and in the next thing mm-hmm. and, and you know the the older things being revitalized is not necessarily that interesting mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. these people important mm-hmm. but not necessarily interesting although i I, I do think that's changing. Um, you know, there are a couple of kind of uh, reissues at the moment. And, and I, yeah, I do think that that's shifting. Well, and it's interesting. You made me think of a few things. One is I, I think of how you would call a film that was a sleeper, right? Mm. That you weren't expecting it to do what it did. Um, but the other is I'm wondering if this idea, uh, what's challenging to take on, you know, you're so right. And this is what made me like have so many swirling thoughts to your, your assessment of a problem is your entry point into any problem solving. And when you're not looking as it, as if it is a problem, then we, we have a problem. What I'm saying is when you talk about a short cycle of what makes these the new and better and judging in that kind of microcosm Mm -hmm. is I wonder if it is driven economically and, and it is our culture, right? This feeding of the, the new, the next, et cetera, um, which is unfortunate. I mean, and I guess things are changing, right? Because we're getting much more, uh, the pendulum, swing is even coming back in, in alternative and slower methods of making images and books, right? So um, we're on this trajectory, but yeah, I mean, I love, and now it makes a lot of sense because why your book is dense is because you, I think of when you go into an idea and it's kind of like repelling and you are going deeper and deeper. And what I think you've really provided in this book are what I would call carabiners. If you Mm -hmm. have ever done the rock climbing where it's like you just stick these points in and they're they're intersections that need, you know, if you're going to rock climb and you go down, you have to you have to you have to you have to go take your carabiners and carry them out. So it's like you really are giving us those tools um, to find out who and where we could possibly go if we go down the same way that you did. It really reminds me, I had a, I had a project um, 
that I did not have carabiners for. And it's a very common thing that can happen when you don't go into the literature with a precise argument or you go in with one, but you get tickled by all these others and then you just get so bogged down. And I remember turning to a colleague and being like, okay, I'm drowning. Like what's going on? And she was like, oh yeah, you you didn't create any carabiners. And I'm like, wait, what? And she literally drew it and was like, you're going down into the literature and you can't find your way back out. Hmm. And you created that kind of really um, amazing map for us. What I'd love to, to turn to is the way that you put, you know, if I were to boil it down and, and say, you're trying to really ask us or you're, you're proposing how to make the reader the central focus. Mm-hmm. So really shifting the very foundational intention. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, um, uh, to, to, to me and what my, my research suggests is that we are very, very maker centric. Yep. Um, yep. And production oriented. And, and so that that's manifested in a number of ways. You know, we've already talked about the fact that people who are, who are buying photo books are often mm-hmm. very often also making photo books. So there's, mm-hmm. there's that side of things. There's also, this sort of, um, you know, and you've talked about it, this this um, sort of highlighting of the person, mm. often of the photographer. You know, we also have respect mm-hmm. for the designer and, and they've become a, you know, a, yeah. a central figure in yep. our conversations in the last sort of 20 years. But, but predominantly the photographer, um, we have kind of hot publishers, you know, they're really in right mm. now. Um, so so all of this is is contributing to, to, to make a centrism as well as our interest in paper types in, Mm -hmm. in, um, you know, the highest quality printing in intricate design fold outs, pull outs, which of course I also connect to our post digital desires, um, you know, different, uh, different cutouts on covers, materials, all this sort of stuff, everything that makes it, you know, make, makes these things really exciting and Mm -hmm. wonderful to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does also mean that really all we ever hear about are, are people making books and the product. Mm-hmm. And we very, very rarely hear anything about people reading them. Now, mm. partly you could say that's because, well, again, they are the ones making. But in which case, we never hear the reading experience. Mm-hmm. So we don't really hear about the reading experience. And we don't hear about those readers who are perhaps on the periphery of our ecology. There are you know, the, the the place where we do hear a little of reading is the review, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a reading that's performed. It's, it's not a, it, it, it's a, it's a legitimate and valid reading, but it's not anything like the majority of readers. You know, if you review a book, you go in knowing that your reading is also being read your reading is being judged mm-hmm. and that changes things a lot and actually i've written mm-hmm. a piece recently which i hope to come out next year a, a bit more about this um so yeah so so i felt as though reading was not visible at all we we knew really very little about it and so i set about trying to um come up with a, a way of talking about reading which crucially didn't um prescribe reading this was the the, the battle throughout that chapter Mm -hmm. was to 
produce something that was um, that was clear and precise enough to actually be used, mm-hmm. but to not tell people how to read a book because I absolutely have no interest in that whatsoever. Especially mm-hmm. if we are going to look uh, at welcoming in new readers, new mm-hmm. audiences, the last mm-hmm. thing we want to be doing is sort of saying, "Ah, no, you've done that wrong. You know, you've you've gone to the middle first. That's that's naughty." absolutely want nothing to do with that if people want to read books from the back to the front whatever that's great it's it's reading it's valid so the the you know what i wanted to do is first of all map out you know what can we borrow from from adjacent fields to try mm-hmm. and look at how we read the book and then mm-hmm. i did um I did some graphical elicitation so i sent out um uh, basically shapes to, to people mm-hmm. to ask them to sort of draw their navigations through the book um, mm-hmm. and to draw their experiences through the book and also h- held a series of interviews and a large scale survey um, with photo book readers to get more of a sense of what happens. And, and the result are these, these eight acts of reading, which I hope um, give a way of sort of scaffolding a conversation about reading mm-hmm. w- without having to be used strictly Uh, but I think one of the things that was really important to me in in those acts of reading were were the acts that lie sort of on the edge so this idea of kind of pre-reading you know of of the information that we have about a book based on you know maybe the fact that it comes from one of these hot publishers it must be good must be must be good work and also shelf reading um, and rereading you know, that when we when we put something on a shelf and it sits next to another book, whatever that book is, we've made a new connection. Just like when we put two images together, we make a new image um, and, and we can be walking past our shelf. I mean, I've seen on your shelf behind you now, I've seen books that I recognize and I'm there's a little part of my brain that's thinking, oh, yeah, I must go back to that. So just, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, just when we walk past our shelves or yes. see things, we're, we're reminded that, ah, yes, you know, it just occupies a little bit of us. At, but it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. It's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is actually. And I appreciated the open-endedness. You talked about um, wanting a sense of unhurried, unconclusiveness. <laughs> I love that, right? Um, yeah, that's um. So that is, uh, I think that's that's Alessandro Ludovico talking about. You know, one of the things that the the book does so well in in, in an age where we we see so much so mm-hmm. quickly, mm-hmm. and and the book gives us this sense of unhurried, yeah, unconclusiveness that that is sort of counter to everything that might be happening around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how many images I've I've seen today. It'll be in the thousands, I'm sure. Exactly. in whatever form they are and a, and a book gives us this sort of place where we can we can pause we can we can for the most part sort of push that other stuff to the side mm-hmm. and and focus on something and this is one of the reasons why i, I believe truly in its potential mm-hmm. for people to you know to to, to engage with um mm-hmm. and it, I, I was reminded recently because i was again i was writing a bit about reading um, I don't think I've included it in the the, the book, mm-hmm. but Source Photographic Review, the magazine, a few years ago for their photo book edition, they did an interesting um, uh, sort of experiment. They gave some photo books to reading groups, you know, to, to book clubs. Yes. 
not photographers mm-hmm. and and to see them sort of pouring over these books and having these conversations yeah it was it was just a reminder that that these things have an enormous amount of power yes and actually it was funny when we were back just in our conversation and you were talking about um opening up the judging i literally thought you were going to say to not the photography community to mm. not within the the ecosystem because that's what it is the judges are in the ecosystem and it's so wonderful um in in the curriculum I've developed concept aware is on concept development and one of the things that I love is encouraging people to engage their work with absolutely anyone a four-year-old, a, a person, you know, that you sat down at a cafe and said, you know, can I show you something and just ask, like, what's the first word that comes to your mind? Like, that's the kind of input that would be so engaging to open your eyes, because as the maker, it is very hard to remain open. Mm-hmm. Right. And to and 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 then, of course, we're asked um, to contextualize. So we we, we want to find that we're going to know how to talk about our work, etc. And I think that's really important. But I think it's ha- how you contextualize your own work is a conversation that should be coming out of your conversation with your work. I, I have a lot of time that I spend with people asking to focus on the process and not the product, because Mm -hmm. that takes the air out of the room. It takes the life out of the thing. It's like, no, hang on and let it tell you where to go next. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting, right? There's a push pull. People are being encouraged, just like the judging is being truncated in time and within an ecosystem the artist who's trying to contextualize their work is looking to hear, like you had said, there might be a a publisher that's got the buzz right now. And it's like, there might be a way of looking at work that has a buzz right now um, and how that can be limiting. Mm -hmm. Um, It was interesting. I think I came out of uh, your book and realizing that I'm an assimilating reader. Like, (laughs) thank you for helping me think about that, right? I love that whole inquiry that you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if, you know, I've spoken to a few people about that chapter in particular since they've sort of had the book. And it does, I think, give people an opportunity to reflect on how they they read and and not to, in a non-judgmental way, just to sort of figure out, well, how, you know, do I focus on some of these acts more than others? Do, do I emphasize the, the sort of haptic qualities of the book? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I think that whenever we're learning about ourselves and how we interact with things, that's a, that's a positive, um, that's a positive step. Mm-hmm. I think just going back to, um, to this sort of, uh, this relationship between the kind of the, the, the judges who are in the ecosystem, people who are outside and whether we need to engage more with, Um, with them one of the things that the contemporary photo book I think has been built on in its legitimization it's built often on on you as as the photographer giving us your pure vision you know and if we if we read interviews with designers and photographers about the bookmaking process 
often, you know, we'll find things about, um, yeah, about people who who don't want to compromise, you know, g- give us the, the pure art. And again, I mean, I have no issue whatsoever with that, but it, it does mean that other ways of approaching the book are often seen as being lesser, mm-hmm. uh, possibly seen as sort of pandering. And, and again, we return to this idea of the photographic book, the collection, maybe seeing being seen as a bit lesser, you know, things mm-hmm. that appeal to the masses mm-hmm. are not as um, are not Exclusive. as valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's um, it's I wouldn't say it's easy to sort of see where that comes from, but we can kind of map where that that comes from. And, and you know, I talk a little bit about um, Bourdieu and, and these spheres of legitimization and we've built this system. We've, we've got to keep it running <laughs> and it <laughs> runs on us all patting each other on the back. <laughs> so that's, that's a little bit crude, yep. but yep. In, in a way it does. Yeah. Uh, so, so I can see why there's often reluctance to engage with voices from outside mm-hmm. and, and why it might be a sticking point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And also, I do think that that has an economic undercurrent. Mm. Right. Um, and and I think it's super interesting to watch, especially working in this field over the last 15 years, especially really more 20, that it's there is very little terra firma. And mm-hmm. all of the pieces are in an evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. And I'm not sure if you would agree, but I feel like um, uh, having been able to dip into some of the platforms and conversations that happen concurrent to Paris Photo, I've really felt like there are parts of the world that are very ahead of the parts of the world that actually published the most books, you know, you could almost look at four countries that were the photo book making countries. And I think it is fascinating to realize how much you alluded to it before as you're translating from other languages of how this book photo book phenomenon has had its rhizomatic lives touched all over. I mean, when I uh, dissected the last and I guess the final um, photo book review from from Paris Photo, they did a really wonderful analysis of that. And there are now photo books being published in over 100 countries. And, you know, and sometimes the country has one publisher. But the fact is that that's fascinating and really, really changing the whole landscape, um, which I find exciting. And I found those those conversations. I remember being at one that was um, the augmented photograph um, and this idea of of almost taking what we're talking about, uh, about the photo book and, and having that kind of a conversation on the fixed object of the photo as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting too, right? Within a medium, how many places you can go. Um, I think you also mentioned somewhere in the book, um, the idea of going from something fixed to something fluid, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with the book being fluid. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I talk a little bit about the notion of, um, well, there's all sorts of ways of thinking of it, but, but often in the, 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 the post photographic, we can think of, of the photograph mm -hmm. that used to be a, a fixed, a sort of permanent object and, and, and now has become something fluid, something which is sort of poured into different spaces. And if I were to send you a photograph now, it would be, uh, you know, come through your screen, you, you might be on a different size screen, the color's mm -hmm. going to be different, all this sort of stuff. So we, we don't have this sort of, uh, kind of fixed moment that could be sort of shared between us and and with that come many benefits um, and with that also come come challenges and, and particularly for the photographer you know I think this is one of the reasons I was so keen to include this section on on the post photographic on the post digital is that um, you know if, if we want to present something Mm -hmm. which is fixed if we want to present something which um which is unchanging mm -hmm. and which works against this sort of um uh, the, the great abundance of imagery online and in digital spaces then the photo book offers a fantastic place for that to happen it mm -hmm. it sort of it soothes a lot of our concerns i think about mm -hmm. the way the images is moving and i think some of those concerns are um are, are justified and, and are are useful to to have us thinking about the future of the future of the medium and just to go back to um this sort of uh again this sort of inner and outer readership if you like these different audiences i think it's really key to to stress that we don't have to choose really we have to compromise a bit, but we don't have to choose between making work that resides in our photo book ecology and making work which is for outside of it. And mm -hmm. um, we just have to think about different ways of of amplifying it, of activating it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that is a single publication that is differently formed. Maybe it is several different types of publication. Maybe it is events. Um, it, so, uh, you know, I think there are there are some people who are perhaps concerned about uh, proposals like mine, which could be seen to 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 weaken the sophistication of the photo book. And I, mm -hmm. I don't certainly not what I'm trying to do, but mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to offer ways in. I think mm -hmm. there are places where the language can be toned uh, and adjusted a little bit. Mm -hmm. but for the most part, it's offering people ways in. To, mm -hmm. to these things so interesting um that's why i started the photo book book group i started um which honestly was supposed to happen in my studio with the library you see behind me and mm -hmm. i have three more bookcases out there so it's this idea that i wanted it was it was honestly a studio i'm in a um mixed industrial studio space. And one of my neighbors, when they saw what's behind was like, you have an art library. And I'm like, actually I do. And, and I think honestly, the active word was library that I wasn't thinking that I was a librarian and had this library. And then I thought, I want people I want more access to this. These, these objects mean a lot to me. The subject matters are impactful for all of us, all of it from the haptic experience of opening some of these to just the mind blowing issues that are, 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 are ideas that, that spark, get sparked. So I thought I'm just going to invite people for live. I literally put library hours on my studio. And then I thought, okay, maybe it'd be fun to gather people to talk about it. And that 
literally happened the week that our shutdown did for COVID-19 in March. It was March 12th of 2020. And I pivoted and went online. And then the very first meeting I was dealing with um, a publisher gallerist and uh, in Germany, a, um, an American photographer, and the subject matter of the book was on Middle Eastern relationships. And there was someone on the call, on the Zoom, from Namibia that spoke about an exhibition opportunity for the photographer. And my head just like went, okay, this is exactly what I love. This is exactly what I want. I want, I want to be part of a community that is about there's enough for everyone. More is more like the connectivity, the rhizomatic aspect of it. And, um, and that's where we went. Mm. Um, and in terms of what I try to do in the photo book book group is, is offer a reading. I talk about, I, I look at how I see this particular maker sees mm. and I can be right or wrong or whatever. I mean, and, and I encourage anyone who comes for the actual book conversation, which people can to engage in that. Um, so it's been a very interesting education. Mm. And I don't know if it's Zoom fatigue or what, but I think my live audience is less engaged. They're, they're very much less conversational, mm-hmm. which is super interesting because that whole first six months, it was fascinating mm-hmm. ideas. Uh, people were less censored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. I, I find it really, really fascinating that you've got this opportunity to ask an artist about their creative practice and that people are shy or, or hesitant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's been uh, teaching uh, the university here. It's been really interesting just to see how how the response was to start with, with a sort of everything going online and I teach on a photography program. Um, so, you know, that posed some challenges mm. uh, and then, you know, we had to keep doing it and that posed new challenges and new responses and, and then we're half doing it and now we're not doing it. And it's, yeah, I think it will take us some time to unravel the, the impact of, of it all. And that's just thinking about kind of, the the community learning experience you know not not discussing mental health and 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 physical health at all just that alone is going to take mm-hmm. some time to unravel mm-hmm. um yeah I, I, it was interesting the, the photo book club which was as i say beginning to decline um sort of a few years ago there were a number of uh, communities that really sort of stepped up activities um at the start of lockdown uh, and I've actually sort of had had quite a lot. I think it, it offered people a really lovely um, way of engaging mm-hmm. with one another. I mean, mm-hmm. books, you know, books have have the power if they're if they're dealt with appropriately to create communities. And whether that's mm-hmm. a collection of books or whether that's a single book, and people will never never meet. It's a community of of, of experience and knowledge, isn't it? So I think mm-hmm. um, yeah, it really lends itself to to this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been very interesting to 
be a part of. And honestly, um, my book group evolved into a podcast, partly mm-hmm. because of accessibility and being able to take it in your pocket um, or in your car or wherever, um, which you're making me think of is um, a double-edged sword as well. I've reached so many more people, um, over 120 countries. Um, however, is the engage, it's, it's interesting, right? You're taking it out of, cause it's a listening, but we're not getting the richness of the interaction or the circular meeting of the minds, right? No, I, I suppose you're, you know, you're not witnessing that mm-hmm. it, it's, it's maybe it's happening. Well, it is mm-hmm. happening, right? It is it, happening. It, it ha- mm-hmm. Like with the book, it, it happens mm-hmm. if we don't, you know, even if we don't witness it and then it's, mm-hmm. you know, how, how important is it to, to witness, to document, to, to harness. Um, and, and again, we could think about the, the rhizome mm-hmm. and that this is a, a sort of fairly prominent um, a sort of shoot through through a through a longer idea uh, i mean if i think of of my own book you know kind of the same thing the book's gone out there i'm trying to have as many conversations as possible but it is it is a part of something bigger so mm. you know one of the things i'm working on at the moment with the the wonderful designer from from the book mm-hmm. are a series of posters uh, and those posters will be made available for free um, as PDFs, but they'll also be available to buy as, as Rhizo prints, which, which kind of deal with some of these central themes. That's a, mm-hmm. I think after a year of the book, I'm sort of thinking, okay, well, some of these conversations are happening, but I want to give another way for them to happen, Absolutely. And, and especially with multiple people, you know, because the, the book, a book like that, which is, you know, which is text focused really isn't always the easiest thing to have a conversation around. Mm-hmm. And there are ways that we can we can help that, but it, it isn't always easy. But something like a poster, which really sort of tries to distill, yes, um, and, and kind of give jumping off points, can be much more engaging. Uh, so that's yeah, that's another thing that that's sort of a year later, and, and I think in in another year's time, I'd like to see that the um, you know the resources section, all of the notes sections are free, digital, online, just as the the interviews at the moment are mm-hmm. offering another place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's almost, if I know, I'm only really just sort of thinking about this, I suppose, but I used to do some work in, in online, uh, uh, online classes, online photography, and we often talked about transmedia, the mm-hmm. idea of something that, you know, a, a picture of something that was only fully built if you engaged with these different places. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that those individual locations weren't valuable, but if you wanted everything, you know, you went mm-hmm. to all these different spaces. And in a way, I think that's what we're both both talking about a bit with the with the rhizome. But rather than different media in different spaces, perhaps we're talking about moments in time, um, publications and events and, and, and conversations through time. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting to think. And I love how you you really can turn things to look at them from different perspectives. Um, You made me think of two things there um, in how you're animating the book in other forms. 
very specifically with engagement and as a resource. Um, I recently just had someone um, more through a social media exchange um, because I don't hear about a lot of the connections that happen um, through what I have grown. And this one person said, um, my, I, I was the link and basically their words were, you gave me the courage to reach out to this person because I listened to them on your podcast or we're at the book group and, and now they have a relationship. And then that's the kind of thing that I love to hear. And, and it does happen. Um, but I also think that there's a lot happening. Like, I wish I could amplify, I wish I had a, like a megaphone out there. Um, but what's really interesting too, is that we just recently, um, with my own little team, we're thinking of like, our summaries for the photo book book group, which has had 50 episodes. And then my artist talks are, I don't know, maybe 10 more. I'm all about the ideas. I'm all about concepts and ideas and then resources. Cause a lot of this is challenging. A lot of this is changing and I just want it to be open-ended. And so we do these summaries that are episode notes in the podcast and summaries um, in an archive on my website. And, um, we're making them into books because mm. it is, it should be an object. Someone could flip through that. It's like what's behind me moving mm. and you could flip through and go uh, through some of the bulleted points we talk about and all those resources. Mm. So it's just another way of, of accessing the information. But I think you're talking uh, on some level, we are both talking about being part of something that we're trying to fix or at least understand or qualify or quantify. And there are so many moving parts to it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And as soon as you, as soon as you sort of feel like maybe there's something that, that kind of um, remedies for want of a better word, a particular area, you've, you've found out that either that's moved or something else, you know, you throw up a different issue elsewhere. Um, but at least in the, in, in the photo book ecology, I, I really feel as though there is a, I think we're in a critical moment. And, and I mean that in terms of, I think that criticality is coming. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. there is, I think, think if this book were published 10 years ago I don't think it would be as positively received as I'm I'm very glad to say it has been mm -hmm. just don't don't think people were necessarily willing to to hear some of this stuff mm -hmm. around the, you know in in, a, in the midst of all the sort of celebration of the of the medium so that that gives me hope that there will be a you know there are a bunch of other people who have different ideas about about where the photo book can go there are also some people that have you know a surprising number of people I, I feel who share um you know a lot of my uh, uh, kind of ideas and, and mm. feelings about the photo book so mm -hmm. I, I think ultimately it is a it is a positive time mm -hmm. um, but yeah you're right it's uh, it's it's difficult to it's difficult to grasp it all um difficult to uh, to, to both sort of pose things at the same time as not being sort of over you know too much kind of swayed by by one reader or one one sort of strong opinion um mm -hmm. yeah 
It's tricky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like it goes back to an analogy. I feel like we're surfing. We're just mm. going with all the, <laughs> the currents and what's happening. But I really, um, I, your book was a, a comfort and a challenge at the same time. That's, that's, how it, that's lovely to hear. That's <laughs> really, really nice to hear. <laughs> Truly, you know, yeah. I mean, part of the challenge was just like, dang, like, I just want to go to a beautiful space. I always say that it's a lighthouse. Like, I just want to be by the ocean. I have a big love affair with the ocean and be, I don't care what season it is either. And just be with being able to dive in like your book, I could be with for a month and not you know, someone just has to serve me meals and I don't come out and I'd be perfectly happy. So that's, that's a challenge because I don't have that month, but, or someone making me meals, but, or the lighthouse, but anyway, it's a wish, right? It's like, <laughs> that would be, that would be my dream, but I'm trying to um, keep our conversations. So I'm, I'm going to have to close, but is there anything you want to say about I, I will, first of all, whatever you're writing that you say you're going to put out in a short period of time or within a year, please, I want all, I want all links to what's coming. Um, you gave us a couple ideas of what are essential resources, mm -hmm. but like, what would be your like top three areas that you're really excited about right now, whether it's because they're a challenge or not? Um, I think, I think one area that I'm, uh, I'm seeing exciting stuff is in how photographers are beginning, I think, to take more seriously the online presentation of, of their work. Mm -hmm. So I've seen an increasing number of projects that are, that are, um, kind of pulled into books and, and published where rather than a few kind of images of the book and a few images from the project, we're seeing dedicated web spaces, which offer people a, a way into the work, which is, which is considered. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, for many people, it's still nothing, you know, it's not going to uh, uh, be sort of competing with the book and it doesn't mm -hmm. need to. But it offers mm -hmm. people a way of engaging with the work for free, which I think mm -hmm. is, I think for so many pieces of work is, should be basic, mm -hmm. should be just, you know, the first thing almost you think about. Um, an area that I'm increasingly frustrated by is, is the price of books. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's, that's always been a frustration. Prices are getting higher. I mean, we know that it, I'm not suggesting for a minute that we need to be trying to sort of squeeze more out of the printers or, um, you know, pay people less for their quality work. But there are places where we might think about using particular materials and processes and even sizes and, and, mm -hmm. and offcuts or whatever it is that makes these things um, more accessible to more people without um, exploiting anyone. And, mm -hmm. and then another area that I'm excited about um, is the I'm really excited by the sustainable. And I always forget what they're, they're called, <laughs> the, the Sustainable Network of Photo Book Publishers. I think it is the SNPP, mm. um, 
who I think are doing great things. Uh, maybe, you know, in, in increasingly getting known within the photo book um, community mm-hmm. have really sort of uh, have some kind of uh, kind of practical suggestions for how to, to, to produce books in a more sustainable manner. I think they're going to go on to, to, to be, I hope they're going to go on to be central to the conversations we're having around the photo book. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can say something else, it would be, yeah. it, um, it would be just that one of the things that I'm trying to do with the book, I talk about amplification, you know, getting, getting it out there. I talk about activation and actually sort of having conversations like this. Um, if, if, and I'm sure there will be many people who, who listen, who are in schools, in colleges, mm-hmm. in universities, if they would find something um, an event around the photo book that builds a little bit on some of my research and, and I've got these posters coming out soon. If anything would be, would be helpful. I'm very, very happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's part of the, I think part of my duty with the book is to do that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I've done it at a couple of colleges and universities already and given them um, individual publications as well, sort of uh, that they can kind of bind themselves with mm. some of the key bits of the book without, the whole thing because like yeah yeah understand not all students are going to read the whole book I um I teach I I, I get that <laughs> so it's so sort of a condensed version that can be specific to them and their curriculum um mm-hmm. yeah I'd, I'd love to be doing I'm doing some of it already but I'd love to be doing more of it so I, mm. I hope people might get in touch and uh yeah and we will they- link to to your um website etc yeah. so I I'm happy to uh to do that and I guess um I certainly will be thinking about that and uh, my whole mission is to connect and, and have those conversations. So it would be great fun to watch that happen. And I like your, um, the malleability that you approach the material with is really helpful. Mm -hmm. I think, um, it's really fun to think, and I know you said you did this, but when you, you, it's that you gave people material and tried to map out, it would be a great exercise for me to try to map out <laughs> this book. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm, I'm doing some more work in, in that area at the moment. The original one was with sort of drawing lines through things. And, yeah. and lately I've been giving people a colored card and scissors and things like this, and just asking them to make their own systems for for representing their reading so yeah that that would be really interesting that would be very very fun Hmm. a new idea well you've given me so many and I might have to circle back and do a part two especially if I map out the book um then yeah because it was really funny I I think I initially was like wow I almost wanted you to walk me through Mm -hmm. um you know because it's just there's yeah. So I have to be brave and walk through myself again. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you for post PhDing this book. And That's I think, right. yeah. And I think you drop kicked it at the perfect time. I do mm. think it's got legs and it's really smart. It's really smart. I feel like you, you came in at a great time where, um, you are not allowing a system 
to have a lid on it mm. and it's just going to be so much better for mm. being open. And I loved your description when you said that um, publishing it's the, it's the making public, like, like mm. literally I, I, graphically I see like publishing in the public being in a bigger, <laughs> darker font, right? Like that, the public part within publishing, like, yeah, I think it gets lost. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much. No, thank you very much for, for having me and, and for the conversation. I, I've also got a bunch of stuff to, to think more about. It's, it's lovely to have these sort of conversations. Mm. So thank you. You're welcome.